Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Welcome to Stagecraft, Variety's theater podcast, taking you behind the scenes with the stars and creators of the hottest shows on Broadway, off Broadway, and beyond. I'm your host, Gordon Cox. On this episode of Stagecraft, I'm talking to Stockard Channing. The actress has had a career that has seen her create not one, but several memorable roles, from Rizzo in the film of Grease, to First Lady Abby Bartlett in the NBC TV series The West Wing, to Wisa in John Guare's Six Degrees of Separation, which is, full disclosure, one of my favorite plays. Channing is currently starring in the Roundabout Theater's off-Broadway production of Apologia, Alexi K. Campbell's play about an activist and art historian, played by Channing, whose recently published memoir makes for an uncomfortable family dinner with her two grown sons and their girlfriends. Hi, Stockard. Thanks Hi. for joining me. Not at all. My pleasure. Right. So this is your second time around with the play Apologia after you played the role of Kristen in London last year. How did you first get connected to the play? Uh, a year ago, January, um, I was set the play. Yeah. And I had phone chats with the director, and I met the, the, the playwright, et cetera. And then one thing went, led to another, and we ended up doing it in London. In London. Where were you at the time? Were you here in the I US? Was in New York. Or? Okay, yeah. Yes. Right. And, and what did you respond to in it? I thought it was a wonderful play. I thought it was a fascinating play and a fascinating character and a bit of a challenge. And, and as it, What it was, felt like a challenge to well, you? Well, everything should be a challenge, yeah. and yeah. Uh, it, makes, it makes it interesting. So, you know, it, that was the seed of it. Right. And then they got the production together and company, this, that, and the other. We started, I think, end of June, beginning of July. And it did quite well in London. It did very well in right. London. Right. And we were there for 16 weeks. Yeah. It was a limited engagement. Um, we ended um, at the end of November, uh, about a year ago-ish. Yeah, sort of. this was at the Bush in London. No, this uh, was at the Tra- Trafalgar Studios. Trafalgar, excuse me. Yeah, yes. yeah. Sorry, the Bush was the first production of the yes. play. So we should say that the play was originally written in 2009, had a yes. totally different cast. And then there's, there was this newer production in 2017. Yes. And then this production at the Roundabout is in its own way an entirely new production. Because yes, you're the only element. Absolutely. Uh, it's a but, new... Um, Family, yeah. In every sense of the word, new design, new sets, and this new director, right? Uh, yeah, Daniel Aachen, Daniel Aachen, who was wonderful, yeah. Yeah. and I'd seen his work at Lincoln Center. He had a play called Admissions and yeah. various other plays that uh, in the New York area, be, and, and also a Sam Shepard play. Um, ooh, I can't was oh, he yeah. did direct a Sam um, Shepard play, and I've lost it. Oh, lost it too. It, was Sam it the one Rockwell at MTC? And, it was. Yeah, it was. Oh, it wasn't full for love. Full for love. Was it full, full for, for love? love? Okay, great. Okay, you win. Uh, <laughs> Bingo. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> what made you interested in returning to it uh, in a you know different production? Like, I why was is that fascinated with the piece, and it was very successful. And um, Todd Hames, the roundabout, came and saw it, and we talked about bringing it over here. And as it turned out, for various equity, legal, labor things, sure. the cast couldn't come over, and then the original director couldn't come over, so... Um, that's when uh, Alexi and I met uh, Daniel Alkin. Right. This and is Alexi K. Campbell, the Alexi playwright. Alexi K. Campbell, yeah. the playwright, yeah. who also wrote The Pride. He wrote The Pride, yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, so we met, and we decided that we we loved what he said about it, and yeah. onward. So we started all over. And uh, the new cast includes uh, includes Hugh Dancy. Hugh Dancy. both your sons. Plays my sons, yes. Yeah. Um, it was great. And uh, what's that... 
how does that shift things for you as an actor? And well, how you do have you to feel like, like start shifts? over. Yeah, you know, certain things you bring to it. And I like sometimes I say to Danny, you know what? This is how we solve this problem in London. Take it or leave it if you want it. And but most of the times he made it his own, right. which is what he should. You know, that's the thing. But I said, you know, it's, it was an interesting thing how these two consciousnesses in one's head. You know, I mean, and um, and Did- so basically the second production sort of stands on the shoulders of the original. Right. But I don't think the character is very different. Yeah, I was just going to ask. But I do think her relationships with the son is obviously different because they're two different interpretations of the the sons and of the other um, three characters in the play. Yeah. Did you make any discoveries that you didn't expect to make this time around working on it? Well, if a play is interesting to do, you make a little discovery every night a bit because every audience is different. And um, uh, at a certain point, you shed... You shed the the original original production, but there's a little pentimento there underneath, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but basically, this Kristen is the Kristen that's taking part in this life of this play in New York. Right. And does it land any differently here in New York than it did? No, in London? I don't think so. I think it lands very individually mm-hmm. with uh, people in the audience. Uh, because it's not a complete comedy, some people want to laugh at the com- com- the right. elements of comedy in it, right. and some yeah, there's, people, there's plenty of humor. Oh, there's in plenty it, of humor yeah. in it, and irony, and she's a fierce, you know, woman with a mouth on her, and yeah. she's she's very entertaining and energetic and interesting, and she's brainy. There's a lot of you know, it's a it's a, it's a lot of dialogue in this show. It's yeah. not. Uh, you know, you have to listen. You're going <laughs> yeah. to have. You want to get your money's worth. You to sit down and listen, and that then you'll have the the full e ticket. Right. But um, um, you know, it's about everybody will take it the same way. But I think that uh, that when it where it ends up uh, is a very powerful place. Uh, but as I said, everyone's going to come to it with their own histories and their own biases. And someone has said to me that they loved about the play that everybody's point of view is fully represented. Right. There's something very interesting about, uh, we were just talking about this before we turned the mic on, about um, kind of the, in a way it sort of looks at the way different generations can have expectations or uh, look at their own lives and things like that. But it also, as you mentioned, uh, it's all very individual. It all comes from a very yeah, specific personal Yeah, I think, you place. know, the expectation of what a parent should be, yeah. of what a mother specifically should be. And in this world where, you know, mothers are blamed for being the helicopter mothers, the irony here is that she's the opposite You're of the helicopter the opposite, mother. Right? Yeah. And you just <laughs> right. can't win. Yeah. I think basically mothers just can't win. I think right. that's, and probably parents, you know, both the genders probably can't win. Right. Yeah, yeah. And it's that family stuff that you feel like people really respond oh, to. Oh, right? yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you were, say, you were saying that um, some friends of yours were... You made some friends cry that you didn't expect. So. Yes, they came last yeah. night. And I said, what are you, crying? <laughs> and I said, okay, we did, you got your money's worth. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. And you were last on Broadway about four years ago in... Uh, it's, it's Only, only a Play. play yeah, yes. which was a big hit. And yeah. uh, then a flat-out, straight-up comedy, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then it was only a few years before that that you were in other desert cities, both off-Broadway and on it. And yeah. It, it seems like theater is something you make a point of returning to, is it? If it's good and it's worth it, I will. I don't just, yeah. you know, it's too hard yeah. just to come back just to have a job. Right, <laughs> right, right. And is there something that you get from working on plays that you don't from working on 
you know, doing screen work? Well, it's fascinating. It's fascinating to work with a group of people and create something and then try to recreate it every night. And I, I always like, I think it was like being in a band. You know, it's, yeah. it's like being a band. It's also like being in a basketball team, right. because especially this play, I think of because you know there's no holding. It's yeah. that you got to pa- double dribble, pass, pass, pass you know, yeah, whatever, yeah. and it's got to be a team effort. Right. And uh, you know, because we're out there without a net, you know, you don't. Whereas if you do television or film, which is the same thing basically right. uh, there's someone else says okay you've given us a piece of cloth and now we're going to cut it and shape it and do right. whatever we want with it right. which is can be absolutely fabulous people probably can make you better than you right. were originally right. we hate to admit that but yeah. you know when you're in a play you're out there every night just starting right. at the beginning and going through to the end right and shaping it yourself shaping the all shaping of the, the shaping night, it together the story yeah. Yeah. yeah right yeah. Um, do you is there any Thing in particular that you feel like feels different about this production of Apologia than uh, as opposed to the earlier one? Is there something that uh, well, when you have a new group of people doing it, I don't think that I think the play itself is, like, is it the remains, same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the the um, when you play ball with the various people, the game itself is going to be the experience of watching the game is going to be different. Right. Right. Um, for a lot of us, uh, some of your most memorable uh, works in the theater have been in John Guare plays. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. so that's from you know Six Degrees to Four Baboons Adoring the Sun mm. to um, House of Blue Leaves. House of to Leaves, which, right? And I, 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 as I was prepping for this, I sort of didn't know this. I knew that uh, he had written that musical adaptation of uh, Two Gentlemen of Verona, but you yes, were in that. Yes, I did not know chorus. that. <laughs> I was in the chorus. <laughs> yes. Then it became an understudy. Yeah. Then it became a standby. And that was your first Broadway credit? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, well, no. There was a play There's called No record. Hard Feelings. Ah, okay. The last play that Abe Burroughs ever directed. Oh, wow. And I was the ingenue. Yeah. And I got this horrible review from John Simon saying I was the only ingenue on Broadway with a double chin. Oh, wow. I yes. Mean, which I, I mean, don't think I even of, had at the time. No, I'm I think sure you I looked didn't. okay. A, but that's a mark of pride, right? But it is to get, really. a pan from, it's to get a pan hurtful. from John Simon. So now no, I, I know. Yeah. Now I've totally <laughs> stopped reading them. That's it. I, because you're going to read the bad ones, you're going to read the good ones, and you're right. going to read the good ones, you're going to read the bad ones. Right. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, but so was that how you first met John, was working yes, on Two Gentlemen of Verona? Yes, it's true. Yeah. We became friends. And, uh, you know, and then when I uh, was the understudy and the standby, and then I took over in the national company oh, yeah. for the Hispanic lead, something that would never happen yeah, today. Absolutely. It was so not politically correct. <laughs> yeah. But I was very grateful I had the opportunity, and that took me to L.A. and various things. Right. And really, over the course of a bunch of years, it has changed my life, yeah. my career at least. Yeah. Yeah. What... Do you have a sense of what it is about his work that clicks with him and his work that clicks with you, and what? I don't know. I mean, we're very, very close friends. We've stayed friends all these years, and we're sort of on the same wavelength. And I loved working with Jerry Zaks as well, which I worked twice until the three of us had a great time together because we kind of have the same crazy sense of humor, and you know, we communicate well with each other. Yeah, yeah. Do you what role do you find yourself recognized for the most often? Oh, in this day and age, it could be anything. You yeah. know, obviously there's the big grease thing, but you know, I did a I did a television movie right after when I was just finishing Two Gentlemen, and it was called The Girl Most Likely to, and it was the highest rated ABC movie of the week of the time. I was completely unknown. Yeah, it was thrown together in 13 days, but it was all about revenge. It and sounds I, great. I didn't know anything I, about it until and I, I was had as for many. This 
almost as many people come up to me because when you're watching television, yeah. especially those days when people actually went and watched television, yeah. <laughs> they think they're the only person watching it. Right. So there would be, you know, I would be on a plane and this air steward came up to me and and and, with, and gave me his wings. Oh yeah. Because yeah. he said, "I'll never be mean to a fat girl again." <laughs> <laughs> wow. Because I played so, someone who was fat and unattractive, yeah. and then transformed herself and went back and killed all the and people who were takes mean revenge. to her. Yeah. Did, did Joan Rivers write that? Yes, did I read she that did right? with that, Tony Holland. Yeah, yes. yeah. That, yes, It sounds exactly. like a spectacular thing. And well, it was. Be, yeah. and, but that was a million years ago. It was very clunky. It's in the early 70s and yeah. sort of thrown together the way things sort of were in those days. Right. But it has this weird resonance. So when you ask me, what am I well known for? Who yeah. knows? And then right. someone will come up to me and say, oh, we love practical magic. And I oh, say, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, really? Right. Okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. West so. Wing also? Is that West, oh, yeah. yeah. West yeah. Wing. Big deal. And, yeah. and Good Wife when I was on Good Wife. Yeah, of like, course. Yeah. yeah, you were on. Yeah, but West Wing was really very large. Yeah. From six Degrees, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It, do you, I'm always curious about, uh, for you know, the rest of us, a movie like Grease has become this sort of iconic thing, and we have these iconic memories of yeah. it. How does it exist for you? you it's a totally all. different thing. Really? <laughs> I saw it when it opened in the premiere, and I went, it was a 20 year anniversary with the, at the, what used to be called Grauman's Chinese, that big oh, yeah, party right. in, in Hollywood, and they had the party, and I went and I went with a friend and her four-year-old daughter, and the four-year-old daughter, I've said this before, was completely puzzled because she'd look at the screen and she'd look at me and she'd look back. Right. She couldn't understand how I could be in two places at once. Right. So yeah. I remember that as much as but, but I've only seen it those twice. I oh wow. Know. Yeah. And do you do you have any memories of sort of working on it that really yeah. stand out or yeah. but no, nothing it yeah. was a summer job. It yeah. Was that's happy I needed the gig. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I also feel like you know Greece went on to become this huge thing. Oh and, yeah. Uh, I also feel like, in a in a way, the West Wing, which was very popular when it was on, has grown even beyond that now. Do you yeah, feel I know. That as when well? I was living in England, uh, they have it on, you know, constantly. It's and also with the whole technology of what you can stream something now and all that, it's amazing how how strong a memory that is. Yeah, it's almost it's become more prominent uh, in terms of. I see, I see it referenced all the time. I see yeah, absolutely. It, like, it well, really, especially I think that, in the world we're living in now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, we have access to all these incredible sort of fantastic universal library of things right. that you can access in a, you know, pushing a button, yeah. which never existed before. Yeah, and it remains something that people really gravitate to. Yeah, and it was also really. beautifully done and beautifully right. written. Yeah. Do you have a favorite episode? No. No? No, no, no. no. <laughs> Um, do you do you have any sort of favorite memories of working on that show or anything? Is oh, that, just they all were. I was just I thought it was such a great bunch of people. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I mean, from the, the grip to the my co-stars to whatever, they were a really interesting bunch of people. They were unusual and uh, not sort of plastic fruit. They right. were the real deal. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Do you get a lot of that in, in L.A.? Do you think the I, plastic fruit? I my. That was a, a friend of mine once said that. That's what happens when you go to L.A. You turn, you into, turn plastic into plastic fruit. fruit. You're a very happy plastic fruit, though. <laughs> <It's very laughs> but I don't know. I, I avoided, the hopefully, the, the being dunked in wax as much right. as possible. Good. <laughs> right, right. And you're a New Yorker. You were born on the born Upper East Side. Yeah, right. And then uh, you went to uh, what was then Radcliffe and is now Harvard. Uh, yeah. and, well, it was then Harvard. Oh, I guess it was. Yeah, it was. Yes, it was. Yeah, no, you're right. That's true. Um, what... Um, at what point did you discover acting? And when, when I was at Harvard, actually, I was there with a wonderful generation 
of people, I mean, about the same-ish age, mm. um, and there were some of whom went on to not live very long, actually, mm. uh, unfortunately, but who were the creative elements, and then there was a bunch of actors that people would know, like John Lithgow and um, right. Tommy Lee Jones and J- James Jimmy Woods was at MIT at the time, but there was this. Uh, they get that in 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 colleges and universities that there's a certain like it's a fortuitous thing that people yeah. kind of cross pollinate each other, yeah. and it was also the people there slightly. You know, I mean, we're starting the what ended up being the Lampoon, what ended up being Saturday Night Live, whatever. You know, right. Frank Rich was yeah. uh, also. I mean, it, it was a very fecund. Uh, time at Harvard and Cambridge and Boston in those days. Yeah. Were you a theater person before that? Like, did you grow up going to Broadway shows? Or no, anything, my, or? my my parents occasionally would take me to musicals, and they mm. would play musicals all the time. They, they, you know, they'd put it on the turntable, and you'd right. hear all of Gentlemen for Blondes right. and sure. Happy yeah. Hunting with right. Ethel Merman. I think I know oh, the wow. full score of Happy <laughs> oh, okay. Hunting because when I was, you know, seven years old, right. that's what you know, was playing at cocktail time. Right, right. And so what was it about your experience of uh, what you did at Harvard that made you say, oh, this is a thing I want to do? Well, it really engaged me. I was in a, when I was still an undergraduate, I was in production of Three Penny Opera, directed by a wonderful man no longer with us called mm. Timothy Mayer. Mm. And uh, he, um, he was, when I say man, we were both kids at the time. But um, I played Jenny Diver, and I, I was fascinated by the process, not only of performance, but of, creating the character this that and the other and it would intrigue me so I was sort of drawn to it but not in I never believed I would be professional at it right. I just thought I'd be working locally at community, community theater or something like that right and then when did you when did you just well, what happened that you over. believed you could it took yeah, over exactly. and I was a, what did you think you were going to be well I was going to be a very well educated wife and mother oh yeah the education happened but right. <laughs> <laughs> luckily right yeah and so yeah. and and then can you, do you have a have an idea of sort of, or what do you think of as kind of your breakout? Or well, the thing you know, that kind not of only, I mean, you? when I'm playing this part in this play, Apologia, yeah. I mean, I do play a woman who was affected by her time, and I certainly yes. was that, when uh, you could be self-determining. Hmm. You know, as I said before, the, the phrase women's lib is women's liberation. It was also a generation of people who didn't have to fit the roles that were handed to them. Right. And it was a unique time. And not everybody took advantage of it. I did. Mm. Many of my friends did, men and women. But there was right. that ability to be who you wanted to be, which was not in the air when I was growing up. Right. That right. post-war generation was not really told that. Right. So we just made, you know, so that was the, the synchronicity of, of falling in love with acting as well. Right. Would it, would it have been easier... If you were just starting out today, what's your what's your take on how the entertainment no industry is there? Like, is there any? What that would be like? I yeah. have no idea because it's all changed so much. I, yeah. mean, uh, I mean, the fact that I could be living in this sort of is basically a boarding house in Cambridge, Massachusetts, with a bathroom down the hall, right. working for as a intern for thirty five bucks a week right. uh, at the Manhattan now defunct Manhattan, uh, not Manhattan. Um, um, Boston Theater Company, a theater yeah. company in Boston, you know, yeah. that doesn't really exist. And then, you know, right. and I mean, there was repertory theaters, there was a lot of off-Broadway. Uh, right. When the first job I really did in New York was in a, um, Elaine May-directed piece written by she and Terrence McNally wow. uh, called Adaptation Next, and that yeah. was down at the Greenwich Muse Theater, which oh, I don't Next even know. Was a, Adaptation was a short play, and Next is a short play, yes. is that right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I was actually in a production of Next in high school. You were? I was, <laughs> yes. Right, you know, and that, I don't know if that environment really exists now. I have no yeah. idea. Right, yeah. 
Uh, speaking of Elaine May, she's on she's I on know. Broadway right now. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna I'm seeing her in a few days. Um, do you still keep in touch with her? Or, no, uh, I've yeah. met her again over the years. Yeah, but, sure, you know. sure. Do you have a favorite role of yours, or a you know? No, is it? It's impossible to tell. <laughs> no, that would be yeah. like that would mean like oh that's that's that, nothing's going to beat that. That's too You're bad. Right. It's all that's over true. now. Right. right. Don't like to think that. Yeah. I'm pretty happy with this one. I have to say. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. There's it's a meaty. lot in it, it's right? Meaty. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever thought about writing a memoir like your character does? No. Yeah. No. Like people have asked me over the years and I no. Yeah. I think that would first of all I don't want to spend the time doing it. I'd rather think about now and the future than yeah. the past. Right. And secondly, a lot of the stuff that would be interesting you can't talk about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or I don't want to um, talk about. Yeah. And so as you're what what do you look for for things that you want to do next? What what I let well they come to me basically, yeah. you know, and we just see and you play it as it lays. Really. Right. Yeah. yeah. Are there is there a certain quality about uh, pieces that come to you that you find you really respond to? Is it no? I mean, I of, I love reading plays with yeah. people, you know, sitting down and see or hearing them out loud. Right. Um, and if there's people I've worked with before, and you know, it all seems it happens when it happens. Right. You know, but so uh, see what's around the corner. Yeah. And are you based in New York these days, or where do you... Well, I sort of go where I'm working, where I'm working. Right, yeah. Yeah. And you enjoyed working in London as well? Yes, yes, I spend a lot of time in London. Yeah, yeah. Um, And what's next for you? Do you know? I don't know. What comes after this? I don't know. It's exciting. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So Um, I have have eight more weeks doing this, and then we'll see what happens. Right, yeah. Um, Did you find uh, with the... The last production that the show changed much over the course of the run. Does that happen? Uh, no, no, yeah. no, no. It's pretty much you know set. That's I mean that's yeah. when I say set in terms of the timings. The stage manager runs. You know that's right. The, of yeah. course, yeah. You don't. I, you know you can't suddenly go. Well, I mean I would say in, it's only a play. There might have been sort of flights of fancy with I various members for cast, but that was kind of the joy of it because it had a fantastic comedic elements you're reworking with. But but even that one, pretty much you were. Sure. Yeah. yeah, you sort of have yeah. to. I just wonder if th- there's an experience of sort of moments that play a little differently because you've... I think probably in preview, or... you know, yeah. mm-hmm. but then you get to a certain point and it's almost a relief because, it's again, it is like a piece of music. You know where it is right. and uh, there's not there's not improv within it, though. Right. You know, it's more like a symphony right. or a concerto yeah. rather than, you know, uh, riffing off of something. Yeah. Do you gravitate, do you find yourself gravitating more toward uh, comedy or drama, like something wild, like it's only a play or something like that? I like both. There's really, this list one is like a mixture of the two a lot. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. I think those are all my oh, questions for you. Is. Yeah, that's, that's okay. perfect. Yeah, it was great to talk to you. Um, Thank thanks you. for coming in. Pleasure. That was Stockard Channing, now starring in Apologia, at the Roundabout's Laura Pell's Theater. If you like what you've heard on this and other episodes of Stagecraft, don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes, and subscribe wherever finer podcasts are dispensed. On the next episode of Stagecraft, I talk to Sasson Gabay, the star of the Tony-winning musical that's now celebrating its one-year anniversary on Broadway, The Band's Visit. Until then, see you at the theater.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.